Liquorland are proud partners of True Blood, and they have the new 2021 Penfolds Collection. Celebrating 70 years of Grange and featuring a range for you to find your next favourite. Now, Debs, since we've been doing this podcast for the better part of three years now, I kind of feel you like your interest has grown in uh, in red wine varieties. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Penfolds is the top shelf, mate. It doesn't get better than your Penfolds, and I have uh, enjoyed the delicious grapes from the Penfold Winery in South Australia. Fantastic. Highly recommend. There you go. There you go. Well, go down to Liquorland and grab yourself one of the Penfold uh, Grange collection. And just because dry July is over, Debel, Liquorland still has you covered for lighter ways to drink with plenty of low and no alcohol options. Now, um, obviously, we saw you operating on Chapel Street during dry July. How did that all go for you, Debs? Did you uh, did you enjoy the low alcohol options? Yeah, look, Mads, you know it's not my go, but it's uh, the the low uh, alcohol options are very good for those looking to keep the rig in shape in dry July. It's key, Dable. It's key, and I know a thing or two about rigs. Um, you can also sign up today to get alerts on when your favourite drinks are on special and get $10 off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Dable, let's start the show. Let me just tell you, boys, it's great. Oh, please, Dave, tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Dave. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name is Dave Baxter via Zoom this week with Madison Clark to review the disappointing loss to the Saints on Saturday night and to preview the upcoming clash against the Roos at Marvel Stadium, which is to be confirmed, but I think it is Saturday night again. How are you feeling, Mads, after the disappointing loss against the Saints on the weekend? I'm flat, Dable. I would be lying if I told you I wasn't flat. Um, to be honest, I think, I mean, as positive and upbeat as as you want to be and in as good a form as we were in, I think we were due. Um, and as, as I think you and I discussed, whether it was on air or off air, I can't quite recall, but I mean, we, we definitely came to the consensus that if we're going to lose one, I'd rather it be now than in an elimination final, right? So I think, and that's why we tend to do a post the morning after a loss rather than the night of, uh, like some other podcasts do, Debel, because you get some perspective and you sort of, uh, you can become a little bit more oriented and and look towards the future and not necessarily focus on the uh, the negatives from the evening. So I think I think we've done that, and I think we can push forward. But I'm I'm keen to keen to get stuck into it and look at uh, the issues around that loss. Yeah, absolutely, Mads. It's there's a lot to take out of it, a lot of lessons, and a lot to you know, dissect, I suppose. Uh, Yeah, look, it was, we discussed it. It was a good time to lose one if you were going to lose one. And in all honesty, I wanted to lose one to, you know, get a bit of perspective on 
sort of what we've done so far this year. And yeah, that word perspective, I was sitting there today, Mads, and I was thinking we finished 16th last year. Now we're sitting in sixth position, guaranteed home final. If we said that at the start of the year, you would, you would be laughing. You, you would probably laugh in our face and think we're telling a lie. Well, but I think, I mean, I think you and I always thought that would be the case because you saw, even though we only won, what, five games last year, we lost a number of them by under a goal and there were glimpses of the footy that we're playing consistently this year, right? So I I don't think it's, if if you're sort of within um, the space that we're operating in where you you pay close attention. It's not so far-fetched, but, I mean, yeah, it is – there's no doubting. It is a phenomenal um, improvement on on last year. So anything anything from now really, Debs, um, is a bonus for mine. For, for yours, Mads, it's a, it is an absolute bonus, but we have so much potential to do some big, big damage come, come September time. And I think just sort of everything sort of aligned last week for us to have a bit of an off week. And I was, I've definitely mentioned it the last two weeks. I was very aware that this performance could come and with the late out of mills and all the families and girlfriends and all that type of thing, um, getting down to Melbourne last week, I think it's just sort of the, the perfect storm to be that 10% off. Uh, and as yep. we've seen this year, when you are that 10% off, you know, sides put you to the sword. And although we were relatively competitive in that first half, it was very clear that St Kilda was playing the better football. And, and Debs, I think that's been the theme of the year, really. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. Yeah. Um, because we've, we've seen a, especially this round, we've seen a phenomenal amount of upsets. So, you know, it's not just us who was the outlier, who's sort of lost a game of footy, you know, Geelong have lost a game of footy to, to a side lower, lower than them on the, uh, on the ladder as well. Um, it's, it's part and parcel. I think of, of the shake up that every week is, um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, um, guessing that goes on during a week, week, there's not as much consistency in, in what's happening. Everybody's sort of just trying to adapt, um, which, you know, lends itself towards a little bit of a form slump every now and again. But I think there were key things that we, we did in this game, Dable, and, and the one thing I want to touch on is, is clearances. Um because that was something that we've in our run of sort of five straight wins, it was something that we consistently lost and we've obviously paid close attention to it. And we, we did exceptionally well in that department uh, this week. We did Mads. And just to go through the stats there. So starting in the middle with the hit outs, we have won them 35 to 33, but in saying that, and we've, we haven't said it too many times this year. Hickey copped an absolute bath from uh, Rowan Marshall. He was sensational. Yep. Uh, the center, the clearances overall were 40 to 31 in our favor. And the big difference, Mads, was the center clearances, which we That's have it. been smashed in, uh, as you mentioned, in the past few weeks, especially in sort of at least, you know, three of the last five games. We've won them 17 to nine. Um, so, look, they, they definitely sorted out that clearance issue out of the, the middle. 
and we were relative it was relatively even around the ground but that didn't pave the way for us to dominate the game on the scoreboard as such it didn't and the the big issue there was was our efficiency by foot you know um and that that's i mean when you look at when you look at buddy franklin up forward he, he didn't have a great impact but he certainly didn't have the delivery to be able to put him in a position to have that you know um our our efficiency um going forward was was not great um we were 69.7% efficient by by foot um which is below below the average of 74% that we have for 2021 and you know when you just have an off game like that you can definitely you, you could see it in our moves forward that we just weren't on um in terms of that skill that, that that skill that we've had down pat all year yeah and with this game style that we're playing if you are not going to execute by foot you are not going to win games of footy it's simple yep. as that and it, you leave yourself wide open you do you do and the the funny thing is and i i said this on the on the true bloods chat was it was a complete opposite game stats-wise and style-wise to the Bulldogs game where we lost clearances, got smashed around the ground, but were able to repel off half-back with the elite use by foot and just slice and dice through the zone that uh, the Bulldogs were playing that day, where on Saturday night we won the ball easily around the contest, but because the Saints' pressure was so good, we just weren't able to work our way through the zone or even the one-on-ones. And we uh, just really never looked like winning the game. Yep. Correct. Um, there were there were key hallmarks um, of which we've hung our hat on this year, namely scores from turnovers and tackles inside 50, both that we were soundly beaten on and St Kilda beat us uh, at our own game. So to, to me, it's pretty clear why we lost the game. We, we didn't have the intensity where it needed to be, and you could see that from tackles inside 50, and we weren't getting our game going off half back. So, I mean, it's it's not like we're sort of scratching our heads going, how the fuck didn't we win that? You know, we, we it's very, very, very evident why we didn't win that game, Debel. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt, and it's the pressure on the ball carrier uh, that was so noticeable. Jack Higgins has torn us up for the second time this year, although we won the game last time. He kicked 1-5 and had the opportunity to win that game. You know, We Dave, never should have won that game, Dable. We did not. We, that is the one win that we've had this year that we did not deserve. 100%. And, you know, a player like Dean Kent's kicked three, Membry's kicked two, and, you know, from there, it's, um, you know, when you've got those small players who are definitely by no means superstars, uh, you know, tearing us up, we yeah, we were we're in trouble, and it's just one of those funny ones. It, look, we I think you know, ten minutes into that third quarter, we're only down by eight points when Wilbur kicked that one round the corner. But yep, you just never thought we were going to gain the ascendancy in that game, and you know, kick away, and just yet yeah, St Kilda just looks so good. They they look like a top eight side, and you know they they really took us to the cleaners. I think if we uh, cast our mind back a week, um, I don't know who it was. Somebody mentioned a cue being in the rack, Dable. Oh, look, I've got no idea who that was. <laughs> Probably Benny. Nah, nah, you got to put your hand up when you say <laughs> things like that. But, yeah, look, by all intentions and, you know, players not <laughs> it playing. It should have been. 
yeah, looking looking at things in a whole, the Q was in the rack, but they they definitely didn't play like that. They played with a a newfound intensity, Mads. Yes, and um, well, look, they they just they beat us at our own game. Simple as that, and uh, and you can't argue with it. But um, as I said, I'm just. You can take from that. We know how we lost the game. We know what areas need to be improved upon, and we know that if we if we go back to playing and executing our game plan that's been successful all year, it should it should just be a bump in the road. I would hope, Deeps. Absolutely, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. But yeah, look, and this is something you do have to look at with the the game style we are playing. And I, I did say it before, but it it is a high risk way to play footy and when you do have an off day you you look like a terrible football team but yes it was the execution by foot but it was more the intensity around the ball if you have a bit more pressure on the ball carrier and in the middle and that type of thing you you create a lot more pressure and more mistakes out of the opposition and that's what we just didn't get on the weekend but as as you say blip in the road um and, and that's what we what i sort of take out of the weekend Cool. So I think the key we had key personnel that were just a little bit down on form, right? We had um, Isaac Heaney, namely, had a very, very quiet game. JPK, although he ended up at the 24, um, pretty average by his standards. And, you know, when, when you've got key... Uh, components to our side uh, a little bit down there. I mean, Buddy didn't get the uh, the delivery that he that he really should have. Um, that that definitely doesn't help. You know, there's there's key uh, key ball movers there that that just couldn't get going. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right, mate. And you know, Parker was enormous in the middle as always. Huge. He's an absolute bull in there with uh, especially with Mills being the late house. Uh, Lloydy very good. Cunningham, good. Dawson, amazing. Pretty sure. Amazing. Pretty sure Dawson has re-signed as of tonight via Madison Clark News. Is that correct? Yeah, look, I'm calling it. Although I had a look to the post that I saw that on and couldn't find it. So uh, do you know what? I'm just going to claim it. I reckon he's. I reckon he's signed for two years, and I reckon we'll hear about it shortly, um, mate. So that's phenomenal. He kicked two. He had 21 disposals. That's a guy we really – I probably hoped it would have been for a longer period, um, but two years sees him through to free agency. Um, so I guess what matters is between now and then, but, geez, he's a super player. Yeah, mate. He's, uh, his last six weeks, seven weeks has been berserk. It's a, a real high-quality – you know, style of footy that he plays and he shows the ability to go forward and have that elite boot. And look, that was a major, major priority um, to get Dorso signed up. And now there's just really one or two more to go with George and uh, Lukey Parker. Once they're signed up, the uh, the future looks very bright, Mads. It does. It does. Um, speaking of the future looking bright, mate, Errol Golden. Oh, mate. We we could we could I could talk all day about it, Mads. It's um, look as we said, if he had played a full season, he would be, you know, dollar oh three in the in the rising star. That's the quality that he is, and he's the best young talent in the league, as far as I'm concerned. He's just so calm, Deebs. He's so calm and and makes such good decisions every time he's got the footy. He's never rushed. It's phenomenal. It is. It's. 
it's not many players in this competition can make the game slow down and Errol's definitely one of them. And it's a, it's a great trait to have that, you know, the team want to get the hands in such a young player's, the ball in such a young player's hands. Blakey shipped me a little bit. Yeah, look, a bit to just trying to take the game on when probably the game was gone. So, it, But do you know what? I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. He is that, um, I think, I don't think he is at the moment, but I think he sees himself as a little bit of a barometer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he goes, hey, if I can break lines to the middle, it's going to lift everyone. And do you know what? It probably would any other week but this week. And I think a key thing that we noticed about when he started playing better footy is he was he was taking um, the, the, the right option. Right. He was, and that was generally the first option. He wasn't doing too much. I think they, it crept back into his game where he was just trying to be a little bit too cute sometimes. And I think, um, I think he turned, turned it over a few times. Yeah. Just sort of biting off a little bit more than he could chew. And I'm sure if he had his yep. time again with a couple of the, you know, the risky kicks he went for, he would, you know, go for a different option. But, Look, when you're down by, you know, two, three, four goals coming into that last quarter, you know, it's you can't really blame him, can you, for taking the risk? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Now, Dable. Yes, Mads. Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat about Dylan Stevens. Yes, being, being very, very topical in the True Bloods uh, group that we have with uh, Benny and Tommy. It has been very popular. I, what I, to contextually for the faithful, there's a narrative that suggests that James Bell shouldn't have been dropped based on his form. And, and this is not necessarily what I believe, but this is, this is the narrative. Um, there's a, a feeling that he shouldn't have been dropped based on his form and based on his pressure and tackling ability and that it upset the apple cart a little bit that Dylan Stevens was brought in and James Bell was dropped. Now I accept that it was a situation where given the time of season we're in and we're buying for a top, top four spot, perhaps moves like that shouldn't be made. However, I honestly think it's reasonable to give Dylan Stevens a shot. Was he great on the weekend? Not great. Was he, was he productive? Did we see glimpses? I probably didn't really, but I mean, we've always said the lack of continuity makes it very hard to find form on a dime. Um, And yes, but I accept potentially the wrong time of the year to be able to do that. But geez, I mean, I reckon, I still reckon if you give him the same amount of time, you're going to get better output than, than what we were getting. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, look, Belly's definitely not, wasn't setting the, the world on fire. And as we've spoken about that, you know, the, the 20th to 30th person on a list is always going to be in and out of the side until you take a game to a new level and Bally hasn't done that with the five games that he's has. Let, let's all be honest. But, yeah, look, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. And I think one thing that I thought of was you have to keep everyone match fit. 
And with the VFL sort of being on and off like it is this year and, you know, the potential for injuries to happen, you've got to get some games yeah. into blokes. And that's where I think Dylan Stevens may have got the game on the weekend um, to, you know, keep that those match fit legs going in case of injury. And, you know, here's one. Hayden McLean's going to be one. I don't think we'll probably see Logan McDonald again this year. Even if we saw an injury, I think McLean sort of comes in 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 front of him now. Um, and you've got oh, you've got Armadi as well. So look, they're the ones who sort of, if we get injuries, are going to come into the side. But it's very hard to flick the switch and come on and play a really effective role straight away. It is hard to find the pace of AFL footy. But do you, Devil, you know what absolutely kills you this year is injuries, right? Yeah. That's what absolutely destroys you. And we're in a, a, actually a really fortunate position where we have a pretty reasonable amount of depth, I would say, at, um, at most lines. Yeah, definitely. We've been able to keep everyone on the park and, you know, play some decent footy when we have had the young players out. You know, Errol Goulden out for six to seven weeks, I think it was. Braden Campbell out, um, still hasn't returned. Chad Warner out for an extended period. And these were all guys who were playing pretty pivotal role in those early rounds of the year when we were, you know, setting the competition on fire. Absolutely. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not fussed. Um, did Dylan Stevens lose us the game? Was he the reason? Absolutely not. Um those sort of, you know, your bottom six, we accept is absolutely critical in um, in a team's performance and certainly um, getting to the ultimate goal of a flag, your bottom six is absolutely critical. We've, we've seen that with Richmond. We've seen that with all the all the great premiership sides, all the dynasties. Um, and and I, I honestly do think when, when those guys come back from injury, we've got a really, really good amount of depth there. Um, and, you know, maybe Bally can be part of that. But I certainly think Dylan Stevens is part of that as well. And um, I'm certainly not going to let one game, um, you know, make me throw in the towel and say, ship off to Collingwood, wouldn't have thought. No, definitely not. But let me put this one to you. If we were offered a first round pick for Dylan Stevens, would you take it? I mean, well, but he's a first rounder himself, right? And yeah, mate, uh, it's, pick, it's pick three, I think. Yep. Yeah. Pick three or pick five, something like that. Right. So I'm, I'm, and what that was two years ago. Yeah, I know he's a great user by foot. I know the the wings are hard position. I just don't. I would have wanted to see a little bit more of him because you've got to remember the first year he came in was a COVID nineteen year, and it's it's again it's not it's not a true not necessarily a true reflection of what somebody can do right. Um, also, I don't think I think the draft. At the moment, especially because at those lower levels, there isn't a great, there's sort of, you know, uh, not, not a great deal of footy being played or it's it's pretty choppy when they're when they're playing and when they're not playing. So I just wouldn't, I, I, I better the devil you know, Dable, for mine. For yours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You? No, I, I don't think, I, I personally wouldn't want to see the deal get taken, but I do think it's a really real possibility in all honesty because there's a salary cap which um you know we may have to pay him overs to what he's worth yeah i wouldn't wouldn't want to be paying him overs 
I'd rather pay. I'd rather pay Parker overs. Yeah, no, exactly right. Well, we might have to end that here, Mads, because we are running on a forty-minute schedule. So I'm about to end this uh, first seg, and we will be back with a bit of social engagement after this. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Dable? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Dable. You know what I don't like, Mads? What do you not like, Dable? I hate how no one talks about it. Ah, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads. Speaking words of wisdom. Up up the the Swannies. Welcome back to True Bloods. Table, that was comprehensive. um, But what we love... What the faithful love, Deeble, is a little bit of social engagement. They do, Mads. They absolutely froth the social engagement segment too. We love a little bit of social engagement, Mads. And what did you, know you what? do this week? Oh, well, look, I, I wish I was in the in the studio with you because there's some good responses and I wouldn't mind uh, to be putting away a beer at the moment. But ask the faithful. The finals are fast approaching and heaps of teams are vying for a spot in the eight. Who would you most like to play and where in the first week? So we had a fair bit of engagement on this, Deeble. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I will start us off, mate. Now, I'm not sure if you're going to go with this one. This could be lost in translation over the old Zoom, but I'll go with it because I loved it. I say It's from Richard Long and he says, doesn't really matter who we bloody play, boys. We're back in finals when no one said we would get a sniff of it. Big rude finger to all the media who basically everywhere who wrote us off and still write us off. Enjoy the ride, boys. Pressure's off and the Grenache is flowing. And it's, it's bang on. It's bang on. It's what we are saying at the start of the episode where if we sort of give it a bit of a reality check to what's gone down this year, no one would have predicted this and we've gone and done it and it's a, just a, a really impressive effort to be playing finals um, and having a home final at that in uh, the first week of the finals, Mats. Look, Dable and uh, and Richard Long, Longy as we'll call him. Longy. Um, Longy. Uh, spot on. I mean, we, there's no no use crying over spilt milk, Dable. We've, <laughs> we've lost the Saints. Who cares? Fuck the Saints. They're a mediocre club. They're a mediocre club. We're sitting in sixth position. We were 16th last last year. Who cares? We'll live to fight another day, Dable. <laughs> Absolutely love that, Matt. You've uh, you've gone very nicely there. Um, now, what I will do is I'll <laughs> on the back of that, Jeff Smith. I'd like another crack at St Kilda at Marvel. Whilst we've had some random shy performances this year, last week we were outplayed all day. Frustrating to watch and hard to figure out where our form had gone go to gone to, considering the form we've been in. We need to set the record straight. And I like that. A little bit of vengeance, Stable. Um, you know, a little bit of a revenge story to uh to really make uh make the wrongs in the world right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I think all things being even and us rocking up on the day, I, I think we get the, the team, the job done, I should say, against mo- most sides. And I was back us in against St Kilda, no doubt. There's no- yep, with backs against the wall, absolutely, I would have thought. 
Now, I might go with another one, Martin Vafel or Vafale, maybe we might go yes. with. He goes, West Coast at GMHBA. I can think of 92 reasons why. Well, that's a fair point. It's a fair point, and absolutely. We gave him an absolute bath down there at the at the beach house at GMHBA, uh, what was it, five or six weeks ago now, uh, that really started this run of form before the weekend. And, yeah, definitely. That would probably be my personal preference would be to get West Coast away from home because the home final is going to be played in Melbourne, you would assume. Um, Melbourne or probably at worst, surely not Perth, might get played in Adelaide. Who knows? Who knows? It could would be we get to, all things being equal, would we get to pick, if we had the home final, would we get to pick where it is? I, I don't think so because – Geelong. But that's what we, we got to pick it this year when it was a home game against West Coast. Yeah. We picked GMHBA. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, just going on precedent, um, you know, Geelong in the past haven't been able to pick where they wanted to play. Um, look, I know that can even like this year, like they had to play at the MCG, what was it, two weeks ago when they definitely could have played at GMHBA. So I, I you think... know what the difference? Do you know what the difference now is, Dable? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the AFL love more than anything else, Dable? What is that? Money, 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 money. Yeah, but this so, is the thing, Mads. That there's no crowds or anything, so there no, is. No money. That's, that's why I think you'll be able to pick it. And the reason that Geelong can't pick to to play finals at GMHBA is because the MCG fits more people. Yes, but I'm saying two weeks ago, they weren't able to play down at GMH. Oh, you're saying two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks no, ago. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm not too okay, sure. That, no, that, that changes everything. I, I, would, I would hope you get to – because if you've, if you've played all year and you put yourself in a position for a home final and then you're not even able to have a say in it, it can't, it's, it's pretty stupid, pretty fraudulent for mine, Dable. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you, mate. I'm 100% with you. Are there any other ones you wanted to go with? Yes, um, we would be remiss if we didn't if we didn't give this one a go, right? Yep. Dasha, friend of the show. Dasha, big contributor to the show. This is off topic, but I'm still pretty filthy at Benny last week having a crack at horse and saying our succession plan wasn't necessarily a success and saying it was more Pike. Horse delivered us a flag and had one stolen off him in 2016 strong has now done the hard yards and got our list back into a great spot to contend again, only for Benny to stick his melon up out of nowhere and have a crack at him bit rich from Benny, who we don't hear from unless we are contending to be a top four. Then all of a sudden Bob's up for this. Benny should be providing a full and unreserved apology to horse this week for mine, for yours, Dasha. For yours, Dasha. <laughs> Did he watch last season when Horse unveiled this game plan or does he only watch when the Swans are pushing top four? Debs, thanks for questioning him. Well, is this Dash's whack of the week? Jesus Christ. He's obviously been a bit upset this week and it's held on to him, you know, the past seven days. But yeah, that's um, huge, and I'm sure Benny will be listening. So we'll put that out to Benny, and uh, we'll wait for the apology letter in the inbox. Hey, mates. That is I, the way that's articulated is absolutely phenomenal, Dable, for mine, because it, 
he actually has a number. He has about four or five individual cracks at, at, at Ben Andrew, which is just berserk. It is berserk, but we love being held accountable here at True Buds, don't we? It's key to be held accountable, Debo. We're not we're not cowards. We don't hide from our uh, our, our mistakes, and um, and I'm sure well, I'm sure Ben will have a number of um, reasons why. But we'll uh, we'll wait with bated breath. Debo, do you have any more, or will that about do it for the? No, that'll uh, the about do it for me, Matt. Very good, very good. We love the engagement, Debo. What 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 do we generally do if we're enjoying this podcast? Mate, you know, if you just, uh, well, look, the last thing I normally say is tell a friend, but I might say that first this week. Well, just tell one fellow Swanee supporter that you enjoy listening to True Buds and get them on, get them liking and subscribing, Mads. And if you're listening on Apple, a cheeky little review as well. They go down really, really nicely. And you know what as well, Mads? What's that, table? Mate, we are on your Facebooks and your Instagrams as well. So give us a like on those platforms and you'll get all your true bloods that you need. We're bloody everywhere these days, Sable. Very, very well said. Very well said. And uh, we'll um, we'll have to hear from our, our sponsors. Absolutely. Um, who would have thought? thought? Absolutely. Here, you will hear from our sponsors now. While we take a break from talking Swannies, Liquorland have been there for Sydney supporters from wooden spoons to finals wins. Right now at Liquorland, there are some great deals on beer slabs, including two for specials on selected brands. Head to www.liquorland.com.au forward slash specials forward slash beer specials to see what's on offer. Now, Debel, you seem like a man that would enjoy a brew or two. I do, Mads, I do. And I've just popped onto the Liquorland website, the specials there, and they've got two for $90 Asahis, mate. A nice little Japanese rice beer there. So that is a terrific deal. Two for Debel. We, we don't mind that at all. Um, remember, you can sign up today and get $10 off your first purchase. Just visit liquorland.com.au with 30-minute click and collect also available. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to True Blood. Mads and Deebs here to preview the upcoming clash against North Melbourne, which we I, I said at the start of the show it was booked in for Saturday night, but at this stage it is not confirmed, but we will be playing North Melbourne this week at some stage, Mads. Hopefully it lands in the Grenache Yard, Deeble. Well, personally, mate, I'd like to see it on the Sunday afternoon time slot because – the previous five weeks to losing to St Kilda on the weekend, they were all in the the Sunday afternoon time slot and we went five for five, Mads. So personally, that's where I'd like to see the game play. Bloody oath, people. Bloody oath. Now, North are playing some good footy. They are, mate. They are. They're, their last six or seven weeks have been pretty good since the bye and they've, uh, you know, they've managed to put it together. You know, you've got your... Aaron Hall's getting a lot of the ball. David, Luke Davis, Uniac, Jai Simkin, that's their sort of engine room in there. Jack Siebel playing off halfback this year. Luke McDonald getting a fair bit of the ball. And Goldstein is always a threat in the ruck. What about Steve-O? Yeah, absolutely. He's their sort of their, their barometer player, I suppose. If, you know, Jaden Stevens is impacting the contest and, you know, he's got that good goal now up forward he's um definitely someone you've got to put some time into absolutely i would have thought um 
They're they're a decent side. We've got a good record against them. Although it is, it's similar to Essendon. It's generally usually close. Yeah, for sure. They um definitely in the past. You know, we've had our close battles with them, and they they're one of those sides that sort of do tend to match up on us pretty well. Um, you go there. What's what's his name? Ben McKay, the brother. Um, yep. He's you know quite a big bodied. Uh, you know, defender. It's just to pull up on something, Nads, that I was thinking. I was laying in bed last night and I was like, Swannies need a key back, right? We need a big yes. key back. What, yes. do you, what do you think of turning Hayden McLean into a, a backman? Jeez, you know what? It's not bad because he's a big body. Big body, man, and he's yeah. He's got that aggression on the ball and he judges the ball really well in the forward line. And that is absolutely key to being a, a good backman is because you can read the ball coming in and you, you've played your four, few years up forward. And I could see him being a real effective, you know, Ben Mackay type up back. And, and I, I agree. And do you know what? We're, we're probably surplus for tools up forward. 100%. You know, there's... Uh, Marty up there and Logan McDonald to come back in as well. So yeah. I think it's a really logical move. And, you know, just with it, with my love for the Swannies Mads and, you know, the lack of love life that I have, I was, I was just sitting in bed last night. I was like, that's a logical move. <laughs> in between uh, swiping right, you were just, oh, hate Os McLean, just push him down back. Hayden, I might have to slide into the DMs and say, talk to the defensive group, talk to Horse, say you want to go up back. But, like, you would think that that would be on his mind as well, how can he can win himself, like, into this side. Yeah, yeah. So, how do I get on the park? How do I make myself a permanent fixture in, in this this one his best 22? Yeah. I suppose the one thing that he doesn't have is that, you know, that – agility game, the quick side-to-side movement. He is a he is a big boy as such. Um, so that can, whether he's got the straight line speed to go with these big forwards, um, that's probably the one part of his game which he would have to improve. But, geez, yeah, I'd like to see it, Mads. Bro, Grundy didn't have that. No, no, he didn't. And it's, yeah, it's, you can make well, none up of that the, with your ability to read the ball. That's the thing. So you you can't. You can't have it all, right? No one, no one can have it all. You can have the agility and you can be a good intercept marker, but you're not going to have the strength, right? But if you've got the strength, you you just have to stay with them and, and impact the contest. So I don't, I don't really see that being something that would hold him back terribly. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. It's outside the box. I like it, people. Yeah, look at Mystic Deeds. He's gone early on this one. Hayden McLean to be playing backline in 2022. There you go. Oh, you heard it here first. Uh, Suvlaki, um, very good forward. Um, probably Rampy goes to him. Yeah, absolutely. He has been going to the, the key forward of late. Um, it's a good form. Kick seven two weeks ago. How did he go on the weekend, the big Suv? Uh, Suv actually kicked. He didn't have his kicking boots on. He kicked one three. one three. But, yeah, still hitting the scoreboard. Four shots a goal. Definitely in some form and, yeah, got a definitely some timing to them. See, they've got some dangerous guys on on most lines. Um, they do, but Zerha kicks four. 
Yeah. Talent. So, huh? Absolute talent. So, yep. Geez, we're definitely going to have to be switched on, Mads. There's no doubt about that. This is one where I sort of want to start to build into the next, you know, two rounds to go in this season. We really need to build and be in some form for finals. I don't want to be trying to find form in that first elimination final. So that's definitely one you want to find and see that form that we did see probably in that first three wins of the five-win streak. That's when we're playing some really good um, footy after the bye. I want to see some inklings of that starting to come back this week. Yep, absolutely. Um, Because, yeah, it hasn't been terribly convincing the two games after that. I agree with you. I mean, well, I mean, it was in the end, but the starts haven't been good. I want to see a fast start, Table. I want to see us really put the pressure on from the beginning and set the tone um, because that's what we're going to need to do if we're going to, if we're going to do anything in September. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you want to see a, you know, what, what's the right word? A, not a, re, a reaction to last week. That's not the right word. A response. A response to last week. That's the one I'm looking for. And yeah, just say we don't react, Debel. We we just respond. Respond to the slow start and yeah, really put some pressure on North Melbourne as such. But my voice is nearly gone here, Mads. Nearly gone. But the Swannies by three goals for mine. Three goals for yours, Debel. We have um just toned it down from the uh, standard ten that you put on it, which is good. Yeah, look, I didn't go with the 10 last week, but Benny did. And as soon as someone goes with a 10-goal win, it's the Moz. And I will guarantee you will not hear another 10-goal prediction from me whilst I'm on True Bloods. Like to hear it, Dable. Um, I'm going to say two goals. It's generally pretty close, but I reckon we'll do it. Um, now, I'm just going to run through these games, Dable, because we're both wrecked. Um, we love the faithful, and we love doing this pod, uh, but, geez, it takes it out of your voice, this uh, this this method, doesn't it? It does. Screaming over, over Zoom, mate, it really does, you know, put stress on the on the vocal cords, and, mate, our voices, we should have them uh, insured these days, mad scenes. We're on the big bucks, but, yes, jump into those uh, games, mate. Sons and Essendon. Suns and Essendon, you got to go with Essendon, don't you? Yep. Played some really good footy last week. Yeah, yeah they did and pretty good against us as well. So they're building at a, at a finals tilt, no doubt. So they'll, uh, they'll be endeavouring to get the win. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. GWS and Richmond. It's a big game to determine the eight. It's a real eight-point game for those two those guys. Um, I think with Toby Green out, I've got to lean Richmond. Yeah, it'll cook them. There's um, definitely a reason why they uh, disputed the, uh, the the suspension of Toby Green, which has been reduced from two weeks to one, uh, because this is an absolutely critical game and probably their most important game for the season. So, I mean, I don't I don't rate Richmond. Um, I called it Debel. Their their dynasty is over. Yes. Uh, but, you know, Giants have been, been okay. So, but yeah, Richmond's uh, second half was pretty impressive last week. So, I'll tip. Yep. Likewise, Brisbane and Collingwood. Uh, Brizzy to get the job done. Yes, easily. They're back in some, some sort of form. 
Uh, Geelong and St Kilda at GMHBA. I think St Kilda will get taught a lesson here. Could well do. Could well do. Could have their tails up after beating us last week, but I will tip the Catters as well. This is what they do, St Kilda. Yeah. This is why they're not a good side because they don't follow it up. Very valid, mate. Very valid. Uh, Hawthorne and Futterskray. Futterskray with Frank or Gotso out that side of town. Uh, doggies. Yes. Yes, they are, they are looking very good. I fucking hope we play them in a grand final table. Um, and I hope we win. Um, but yes, Footscray will win. Melbourne versus Adelaide. Dees. Yes, Adelaide in all sorts at the moment. Yeah, licorice all sorts, no doubt. Yep, we don't need to go into that. Uh, Melbourne will beat them. Port Adelaide and Carlton. Port Adelaide. That would, they're a game behind, well, they're half a game behind Melbourne. Yeah. That top four is a log jam. It is. The whole top eight's a bloody log jam. Yeah, it is. The, the bottom half of the eight and the and the top four, uh, we are basically the only position locked in. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The lowest we can finish, barring a, well, yeah, the lowest we can finish is six. Six, yeah. Three games clear. Two games clear. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. We're happy with that. Um, and Frio and West Coast. Then the Sunday night time slot, I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's saying that's the only one locked in. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see West Coast win so we play him first week. Yeah, that'd be good. That's what my head says. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Frio were okay, though. They were. They, oh, well, Brisbane taught them a bit of a lesson last week, so there you go. They've been okay, though. They've been okay. They have. Passable. And that rounds out the round, does it? It does. It does. Unless footy-wise footy telling you something different, Dable. Nah, never, mate. Never. Footy-wise always bang on, mate. Bang on. Well, Dable, hope, I hope to God that we'll, we, we will be back in the studio. Next we week. will, mate. We will, but we're getting the content out for the faith. And as always, this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast, speaking words of wisdom up the Swarties. <laughs>
Welcome back to True Bloods. Do 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 do. Welcome back to True Bloods. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Why isn't that fucking recording?